Hate, hate is a strong word, but it sums up everything I feel for you, Cena. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. Whoa, crispy. Let's go. Like a nugget. Okay. Crispy like a nugget. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Four Jobbers podcast. Can you believe it? We are four jobbers. We are here. We are ready to go. It is a crazy night. There is something something happening here south of the border, some sort of major event. I don't know what it is. It has nothing to do with wrestling, except it kind of involves someone who used to be in wrestling, kind of. So anyway, you know what I'm talking about. My name is Ginger Heat, a.k.a. Brad, a.k.a. Ginger Heat, and I am joined by the body from Kirkcaldy, Jordan Dees, all the way from Scotland. How you doing, buddy? Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've, I've not had this beer in a long time, and uh, I just had my first taste and remembered that it's quite strong. Ooh. Lovely. What is it? Uh, it's from, from our lovely friends at William Bros Brewing. It's a, a tropical IPA, but it's like 6%. Mm. I totally forgot. For tasty, those that don't though. know, tasty. Jordan has been shouting out different tropical IPAs on his Instagram in his shower beer series, which I think is fantastic. But if uh, you're not a fan of but that's hairy Scotchmen like, in the yeah, shower... You like seeing my hairy nipples. So. I, absolutely. I've been very close to them many times. I've shared a, a bed with you. and you know. So anyway, it is what it is. We are also joined by <laughs> Son of Dentist... The marvelous, the magnificent Ryan, the Wax Bumbo Waxman. How are you, buddy? I'm uh, good. Good. I'm good. I I, uh, yeah. I uh, I thought I had more. I don't have more. I am not drinking currently. I'm drinking some waters, but literally uh, on the sink waters. It's yeah, out of the sink waters. Not from the standing water. No, no, no. No, no, From the tap, directly from the tap to the bottle. Uh, But later today, later tonight, uh, in in recognition of some sort of event that's happening, as as Brad alluded to, uh, it'll be gin and tonic night uh, a bit later with the valet. Do you have any extra feeling feeling of anxiety today? Is there anything extra on your mind, or are you at ease with everything that is going on? Um, it's a bit of a calm before the storm. I think. I think we're all sort of in that in that space right now. Just it's you know none of us live in said nation, but obviously what happens in that nation affects the entire world, and it's a little strange right now. So we'll see. Indeed. I don't want to make any any type of prediction at this point. <laughs> well, he's been very patient so far. We haven't heard a peep from him, but he's here. He's watching, as he always does. He's listening. He is. The bizarre, the mysterious, the wonderful, the bizarre. I don't even, I, what is the thing that I usually say? It's the, the, oh yeah, the enigmatic, the charismatic, the bizarre, the mysterious. Jason, they hate. Jason Watson, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm coming straight from the bathroom, so I'm doing pretty good. I dropped off a couple pounds in the toilet, and I'm feeling light. And couple I'm pounds, right? Yeah, at least like two pounds. Yeah. Whoa. Damn. How many stone? One big old stone. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's good. Well, yeah, it is good because I think 
the average person, you know, they empty their bowels regularly without, you know, thinking about it too much. But for some people, it's a nice moment when it when it comes out properly. So, you know, check your brow, brow your bowel privileges, all right? <laughs> this podcast is off to a banger of a start with our, our botches and our poop talk. But if you've never listened before, welcome to the Four Jobbers. At the start of the podcast, uh. we like to go into the banter. We like to catch up with each other, especially in this crazy world. Usually when we talk, it's only about wrestling in our group chat and such. So here is also an opportunity for all of us to catch up. And it's an opportunity for all of you to get to know us a little bit better. They hate Jason. Not, not that you wanted to, some, but... No, no. I, yeah. what? <laughs> Especially what? after listening to this, you definitely don't want to get to know us anymore. Uh-huh. But welcome <laughs> to all of Why, those. And uh, thank you for leaving a rating and a, <clears throat> a review if you can. It definitely helps us out at the algorithm and all that business. So sorry, Jason. What were you going to say? How about we uh, start off this podcast by going deep into our political views and who we think <laughs> is going to win tonight? <laughs> I think that is a dis- decisively terrible idea. Who thinks that a WWE Hall of Famer should get four more years, or should it be Mr. Joe? Mr. Joe. <laughs> Mr. It's better than what you've been Joe. calling him. Yeah. He, he is a Hall I'm of Famer, Mr. right? Joe. Yeah, I believe so. Donald I Trump's a Hall of Famer? Uh, I remember I him getting think. booed when they announced him uh, being Drew a Hall Carey's of Famer. Drew Carey's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but people still like him. <laughs> as far as I know, most people really hate The Price is Right. I was just watching The Price is Right the other day, and... This guy wins, and it's like this little squirrely guy, and he comes over, and it's the Halloween episode, and so the girl is a vampire, and she goes to pretend to bite him, but her weight leaning on him, he couldn't hold it, and he t- falls, trips over an ATV, knocks a helmet on the floor, the girl goes falling <laughs> onto the ground. It was so funny. Oh, God. <laughs> she just, like, leaned in for, like, a pretend bite, and he crumpled like a, like a fucking, like a chair against <laughs> he the He sold it. He sold it. Yeah, he sold that bump big time. <laughs> <laughs> so, we actually have... An interesting one this week. Is there anything else non-wrestling related you guys wanted to get off your chest before we get into this? Um, nope. All right, no. so let's bring it over to Jason and his homework of the week. Jason's homework of the week. Oh, nice. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this week's homework of the week is pretty, 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 pretty simple. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Jason, as he goes to introduce his segment, pull over his notes. Like, he's got everything written down. Like, yes, well, I'm professional. I, I have everything written down beforehand. Because Talk about my poop first. Do, do you guys not have notes? Check. I mean, nope. I never have notes. I just I wrote a couple notes on this because today's homework is your four, four favorite feuds. And, I mean, it's hard to, like... You know, you remember what you liked, like who you liked fighting and stuff. But I wrote down some moments and stuff that stood out within those feuds. That's know? fair. How? So, um, yeah, your top four favorite feuds. They don't have to be the best, whatever. Just ones that you enjoyed and you, you know, it's pretty simple, right? Do you understand? Do you understand? <laughs> I understand. Yes. So we're going to start with uh, Ryan, the start dentist, son of dentist. The dentist. <laughs> Ryan, the dentist. No, much to my father's disappointment, I did not uh, I did not follow in his footsteps. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Ryan, the failed out. dentist. You're up. Not even fail. You, you have to try to fail. Yeah. But, I guess that's uh, true. Okay. If I'm first, I'm first. Uh, so, 
for me, my four favorite feuds are all feuds that, and I think a lot of you guys probably will will agree, a, a, a truly memorable feud is one that kind of blurs the lines a little bit between kayfabe and, and reality. And it's not just, you're the champ and I want to beat you. There's something more behind it. So all of my feuds have that in common. And if I'm not mistaken, only one of them actually involves a championship. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So number four is going to be Edge and Matt Hardy. Nice. Mm. Uh, So I remember this. This is really the first time when, because I was pretty young. I want to say I was 13, 14-ish when the storyline broke. And it was one of those things where Matt was invading the WWE, and you're wondering, is this real? Is it not? Like, it's kind of somewhere in between. That's a good point, yeah. Like, and you also wonder how uncomfortable was it for two people who probably did not like each other, three people who did not like each other, to work together. For very legitimate reasons, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It, it was insane, a little uncomfortable at times, but it, it worked. It was memorable. It's a, Matt, I remember he did a side effect to Edge off the stage onto like the, the electrical wiring. The only thing that would have made this feud better for me and probably would have bumped it up my list is that Edge sort of won the feud. And that, that kind of didn't give me that comeuppance that I would have liked. Time, big time, one-sided yeah, feud. Yeah, Edge... Yeah, it was very one-sided of the feud, but it was a memorable feud for me because it was one of the first ones that just blurred the lines a bit between reality and what we see on screen. So I have to go that one fourth. And two wrestlers who I, I love very much. So uh, Another one that fits that is number three, which is Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, the Dominic custody uh, angle. <laughs> so the uh, the where, where Eddie was... Saying, I'm your poppy, I'm your poppy. And I think that was really the last major feud he was in before he passed yeah. uh, as well. Yeah. So that yeah. one that one also is is pretty significant. And obviously now we see Dominic is a is a wrestler in WWE, which is kind of cool. Uh, he was a little little guy back in the day. And I remember they had the ladder match where the custody of Dominic was hanging <laughs> <up laughs> above the ring. And Dominic <laughs> came out and like tried to grab Eddie when he was climbing up the ladder. And Ray, of course, won that feud because... Obviously, hey, who didn't silence their phone? <laughs> who's, burying, uh, who's burying me? Well done. Um, so, okay, so, but he's I, actually I, on camera, so we'll forgive it this time. That's it. I got it. So I got to go with that one. That one kind of ended up my ended my thought anyway. And, and like I said, it was really the last major thing Eddie did before he uh, yeah. tragically passed. So a, a lot Good of people call. in his memorial show were wearing the "I'm Your Poppy" T-shirts. Um, Good call. So it was yeah. nice. No, that's so. That's a yeah. Definitely one of the most memorable. Where's ever. Vicky? Especially. Remember that? Yeah. Where's Vicky? Exactly. <laughs> I remember that. Where the fuck was Vicky? <laughs> Little did we know that that Vicky would become Vicky Guerrero uh, throughout the <clears throat> yeah. WWE. Now in AEW, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. She crazy. is. Uh, she's a valet essentially on she is. AEW. One she's of on the, the list of banned images that I'll talk about later. Yeah. One of the one of the best heels. Of all time. Yeah. But uh, anyway, number two. Number two is CM Punk versus John Cena. When CM Punk left the WWE as WWE champion in Chicago, one of the hottest crowds ever. And I think that was also ever. a ladder match. There you go. Also <laughs> a ladder match. He leaves with the championship. 
again, another one of those feuds that sort of bleeds a bit into reality. We know that this was sort of the beginning of CM Punk's real public dissatisfaction with yeah, the company. Pipe, pipe bomb for sure. Yeah. We actually, Brad and I, were at his final match. It was Royal Rumble in Pittsburgh. And I think he quit the next day, uh, if I'm not That's mistaken. That's crazy. Or, yeah. That's crazy. Um, but anyway, this was sort of the beginning of the end. I remember it was very hype when he won, and then he comes back after, like, Rey Mysterio or someone had, had won, and then Cena beat him, and Punk comes back, and there's a big feud. I think the pipe bomb drops in because the rock's sort of coming in there as well. And again, just one of those things where it's like, how, how much of what CM Punk is saying throughout this feud is based on what he really thinks or based on what the storyline's supposed to do? Mm. And Vince McMahon was involved in a lot of that too, in the promos yeah. and in the in-ring stuff. Kevin that they Nash had going was on. in there. That, that, that was kind of an awkward like a, one. Another like, screw job type of situation when he that one didn't, didn't really. Something like that. Yeah, they did, and it, it was like Kevin Nash was texting himself or something like that. It, it was weird, and <clears> that was like kind of a Vince botch. comes out and ring tries to get them to ring the bell. Yeah, and John Cena doesn't want it to happen. Yeah, exactly. You gonna I say think... something, Jason? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I was just trying yeah. to think. Yeah. Wasn't he yeah, trying to send uh, John like, Laurinaitis or something and like someone close? He's got him in the in the yeah. STFU. Yeah, he's trying to screw him. Vince McMahon tries to ring the bell and Hebner won't do it, and then John Cena breaks the hold, comes out and gets in Vince's face. Says, I'm not going to win yeah. like that. I'm not going to win there like that. Go. Ends up losing. <laughs> That's it. And uh, so that leads to Vince McMahon getting relieved of his duties. Yep. And Triple H takes over, and we start that little era of Triple H being in charge. That's true. I didn't even think of just how much. That storyline encompassed. It was really a just, just like his entrance was from maybe one of the best of all time, just based oh. on the reaction. Yeah, especially so uh, because that was chills. the first time he had the cult of personality entrance music that he had throughout the indies, and Triple H made a big deal so of like you know sick. getting uh getting that band to agree to let them use it, yeah. and that the static at the beginning, so it was almost like they weren't expecting it, and of course everyone freaked so out. Crazy. It was it was good. What a it moment. was really good. Uh, so that would be number two. And number one has to be Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. The final two wow. WrestleMania oh. matches. Oh, the okay. versus yeah. the oh, career. Good call. Waxman, let's go. And again, this one is what probably the most in kayfabe for me because there wasn't, you know. But it was the streak versus the career. You very much knew that this was the last match. You were really going to see Shawn Michaels compete in as the heartbreak kid as Shawn Michaels. And these were two older guys still put on an amazing match. And you felt the emotion of it at the end as well. It was just the end of Shawn yeah. Michaels' career. He couldn't do it. He had to try one more time. And and keep in mind that he had just gotten done like rehashing DX. And that was kind of silly and sort of lame, uh, unfortunately, the second time around. He finally gets a serious two-year-long program with The Undertaker. And... Yeah, it, it goes super well. and Finally rid of him after all fine. that. Fine. <laughs> there you I, go. That puts on two classics back-to-back with the same they guy. Were, they were two of the greatest yeah. matches I've personally yeah. seen live. For and sure. So I have to go with that as my top. I, I don't know. It probably doesn't ring as bitter as the first three feuds I named because it was a lot more of a respect thing. But it, yeah. the drama it had around it and the stakes it had around it made it memorable for me. Nice. So there you go. That's a good yeah, list, man. Fuck yeah, one hell of a list from Wax. Damn. <laughs> Kicking us uh, off in style. Yeah. I don't you, have... I mean, I, I all those were fantastic. I don't have any of those on my list, so... That's okay. Um, There's so many feuds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go with Jordan next. Yeah, no bother. Um, okay, so... I went 
my list, I actually, when I thought about it, when Wax said it, um, none of mine were for a title. Um, so yeah, none of mine. Blood feuds, which is maybe that's what makes a feud sometimes a little bit better when it's not an obvious, um, you know, it's not an obvious fight for some gold. They have to create a story. It's not um, mandatory, but it helps when they yeah, just absolutely. have something more than a piece of gold to fight for. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I'm in at number four for me is actually one of the reasons that I got back into wrestling. Um, there was definitely a few years where I just kind of stopped. I was kind of like, nah, I'm not really into this. Um, and this re- this particular feud got me back into it. Although not the greatest, I think it was just so memorable for me. Uh, and it is Sting versus Triple H. Whoa! Oh, wow. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> wow, yeah, good call. Wow. Um, I remember, you know, it all kind of kicked off at Survivor Series with, with Triple H, and then obviously you just heard the crow. That was a pretty <laughs> accurate uh, demo yeah, of that. That was very good. Um, and then obviously Sting came out, and you were just like, what? what is this? And I remember somebody telling me about it. Um, I think it might be uh, the vegan dandy, actually. Um, I, I think he maybe had said something. Oh, you, you should go and watch this. It's very good. And I was like, all oh, right, okay, I'll have a look. And uh, that kind of got me back into it. I remember thinking, all oh, right, what's going to happen here? And it kind of built up over a few, couple of months. And then obviously we had that class match um, at Mania. Not so much because the in-ring wrestling was amazing, but we got to see some guys who we you know, hadn't seen for years. There was NWO, there was DX, there was there was tons of stuff going on. So I, I think that's definitely in there for me. It brought me back into wrestling. Yeah. Um, Got one big see. holdout yeah. from WCW, right? Yeah. Well, that was exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. He was the last guy. Scott Hall. We got to see Scott Hall again yeah. for, you know, the first time. Sick, so, yeah. so that was really cool. And I still think Sting should have won that match, but otherwise it was I, very I, cool. I agree, but I guess... It kind of ended pretty well, and then obviously it led on to the um, the Rollins Sting thing that went on afterwards as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. it was a good, good year, thing. a good year for uh, for Sting and that kind of gimmick. Anyway, the Stinger um, number three. Um, going back a little bit, uh, it was a match or a, a series of matches actually that I remember because they were probably the first that I was of age to kind of watch and be like, oh. Bloody hell, this is insane. Uh, it's Foley versus Orton. Ah, whoa. Um, yeah. So, like, obviously, wow. Orton had done the whole um, legend killer thing for, for a little bit. And I think it was pretty much the last guy. The biggest the legend, legend for last. Killer. Yeah, exactly, was was Foley. Um, and that <laughs> led to, um, was it just a hardcore match? Yeah, at yeah, uh, Backlash. Was, was the, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it was just insane. But even like the the run up to it, like he called him out at um at the Rumble and said like I bought you a, a ticket, you know, come mm-hmm. come and come to the mat uh, to the Rumble, and he actually ended up being in the Rumble. And yeah, it was just a class feud. So he spit in his face. Like I spit in the face. We obviously knew what was going to happen. <laughs> Foley never wins. It was obviously a push to make Randy better. You know, he was pretty young at the time. But uh, yeah, it, that was class, man. I loved that. Looking back, I thought it was so good. Um, so that's number three. Number yeah. two, around a similar time, um, 
we had seen, obviously, The Undertaker and Kane uh, up until this point feud several times. Obviously, when Kane first arrived, it was there was a bit of a feud going on there, which ended up in some Inferno matches and, and all that kind of nonsense. They ended up tagging together uh, after that. But then, remember when, when, when Kane lost the mask, there was actually another feud with Taker and it ended in like a, it was like a buried alive match, which Kane won. Crazy. And then at the Royal Rumble, Kane's in the ring like, yeah, check me. And then Taker had like a series of kind of vignettes of teasing he was going to come back. And it led to another um, another match between them. So yeah, my, my number two is the second part of uh, Kane versus Taker. I thought, wow. I remember seeing the other stuff when I was younger, but I don't think I could quite appreciate it. But when I was a little bit older and they did Kane Taker part two, that was sick. I remember that. That's what I know. What I'm watching tomorrow. That sounds so sick. Like, like I told, I didn't remember this part two. Like what? You don't remember part it at all? Two. I remember part of it. Yeah, it's like bringing back the memories, but I don't remember them like vividly. Like I can't picture the matches. And it, it That's was, why now I want to watch this again. It was so good. It, like it was. It's one of those ones where they've obviously rehashed an idea that they did in like the Attitude Era, and tried to make it fit in this kind of PG. Um, I mean, it was all on SmackDown, right? I'm pretty sure it was on SmackDown. And SmackDown was always quite lighthearted and jokey and PG and all that. So it didn't seem to fit. But then when Taker came back, because he had dumped the big evil gimmick or whatever, big fat <laughs> evil or whatever it was, and he came back as the dead man again. Mm. Man, that, it was so yeah, good. Big. It was so good. So please go and watch that uh, again. And my number one uh, has been mentioned, but I'm going to tag on a little bit. You all know that my favourite wrestler is Triple H. So, Taker versus Sean versus Triple H. The Whoa. whole, the whole thing. <laughs> I don't. For me, I if I think about those two matches that that Wax mentioned, I can't think about the next. I can't. Sorry, not think about the next two as well. No, the, those point. matches with Triple H were yeah. incredible. Um, so I, I just can't discount them, if, if that makes sense. Like, of course, those two of matches course. with Sean were perfect, but they, they were not the end of the story. And, and for me, the, that feud continued. So, yeah, those four matches, four matches back to back at WrestleMania. That's four years <laughs> worth of story. That's insane. That's crazy. Four main like four main event yeah. caliber WrestleMania yeah. stories. Like that's that's crazy. Never forget one of them was in Hell in a Cell and Shawn yeah. Michaels super kicked the Undertaker as the referee and he still kicked out and just seeing Shawn <laughs> lose his mind when it happened too. You're right. It is a four year story. You're absolutely right. Crazy. But imagine Holy coming shit. up with that. Imagine I mean, I don't know who who it was, but like, if you're sitting at the in Vince the back Russo. as creative, and you just go, yeah, Vince <laughs> Russo, yeah, and you just go, hey, I've got an idea for career um, on a pole match. <laughs> I've got an idea for for Taker and Sean. I'm going to do this. I reckon we we could uh, span that out. Maybe do another match next year. Oh, but his best pal might be annoyed about that. Oh, well, there's another year. Like they must have been chosen to find that they could get four years worth of stuff That's, out of yeah, one feud. That's no so good, so good. So yeah, my number one, Taker versus Sean, and then Triple H, banging. Nice. What a list, Jordan. Good that list. was 
Very well done. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was very good. I'm surprised uh, nothing on my list has been said yet. So saying that, I'll leave the best for last, which will be uh, Brad, of course. And I will go now. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw this getting, coming. But the thing is, I know, I know Brad's going to have some of these, but... He has a different right, different perspective. No, he has a different perspective. Even if he wants to say them, because we liked opposite people with these feuds. So, anyways, um, for me, I'm going to start with mankind. What a weird friendship. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> mankind, mankind versus the Undertaker. And when you hear oh that, the first thing you think of is the Hell in a Cell. But I'm talking about before that. Um, mm. When yes. right when mankind came to in Fuck. came into the WWF. Uh, he immediately went into a feud with the Undertaker, and the Undertaker, like this is when I was young, so the Undertaker was like, yep. you know, he was he was like almost a god in wrestling, like no one can touch him. He's this weird mystical creature, and then you have this decrepit, freakish thing, mankind come in, <laughs> and he really irked me. Like I didn't like him at first. Like it took me a yeah. while to start liking and appreciating McFoley. Uh, but that was the whole point. You're not supposed to like him. He's a, he's a he's a freak, even though it sounds bad. But uh, he's doing promos from the boiler room by God. Yeah. Speaking of the boiler room, <laughs> the boiler room match between the Undertaker and Mankind. Oh my God! Like they they were they just had so many gimmicky matches, but they made sense because these two characters were out of this world characters, you know. Yeah. So they had the boiler room match. They had Paul Bear in a cage match above the ring, <laughs> because oh yeah, um, when Mankind came in, that was a sturdy um, cage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he made, you know, Paul Bear turned his back on The Undertaker and sided with Mankind. Like, that was the, the start of yeah. their feud. Holy shit. Um, and also their Buried Crazy. Alive match, of course. Um, yes. So, yeah, that's my first one. Just as a kid, all this gimmicky stuff and these crazy creatures, like, had me fully invested. Um, Amazing. Yes. With just the creativity <laughs> of it. And obviously, eventually, a year later, it led up to their, their most epic moment, the Hell in a Cell match. Um, and for me, like a rivalry needs those key moments and they need like key, like character development moments as well. So, uh, that's my first one, Mankind and Undertaker. Um, nice. second, I get, I'm going to go with Brett versus Stone Cold. Um, wow. it's just like, someone's yeah. got to say this, you know, like, um, yeah. as far as a monumental moment, obviously the, the face heel turn, yeah. uh, switching it out between Brett and Austin um, broke my heart that match. I did, it, it tore me apart. Yeah. The, I didn't know what to do because I was liking Stone Cold coming up, but now he's feuding with Brett. You can't don't feud against Brett. And but then like Brett's you were being in a jerk. You were a Brett guy I was so for sure. Torn. I was Austin yeah, all the way, time. and honestly, yeah. it satisfied both of us the ending of it, and that's really what they set out to do. You know, like I lo- I didn't like Brett. I loved Austin. You loved Brett. You still liked Austin, but. You but know, after this, they both looked like badasses <laughs> coming out of it, right? So I was like, "Holy shit! Oh my god, <laughs> um, and, this guy's crazy!" <laughs> yeah, and like when Austin said, "If you want my opinion of Bret Hart, put the S in front of Hitman." <laughs> like these little moments were like so funny. Um, so good. <laughs> oh yeah, and in the Royal Rumble, remember that that GIF or that meme where Austin puts his hands on his head and he's so shocked when he hears Bret Hart's music coming out yeah. in, the, in the Royal Rumble when he was killing it and looking at his fake watch on his wristband. That wasn't oh, there. Oh, that's, so, um, that's so sick. Yeah, it was just uh, obviously like so much has been said about it, but it's amazing. Uh, that's number three. Number one and two. Uh, I'm shockingly, I'm gonna put this number two. Uh, Brett versus Sean. Like this is wow. like like what can what more can be said about them? Like there's been so many like their rivalry lasted their basically their whole careers in the WWF like intertwining. So just like uh, the moment where it really 
captured me. Me and Brad watched this together too, probably when we were like ten years old. Um, WrestleMania twelve, the Iron Man match, uh, was in like I don't know if going back it's as good, but I remember when I watched it for the first time, I loved it. It was amazing, uh, and obviously Shawn Michaels won, and the rest is history. There, <laughs> I remember we watched it at your house, but like in the upstairs living room. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so it's like surrounded by his his Jason's family and everyone. You know, cheering for Shawn Michaels. You know, it's not what happened, but it's how I remember in my mind. I don't think his parents were watching or anything, but just no. like everything was against <laughs> Brett. The the anyway, I'll go into it later. But. but Brett was like a Canadian hero. Like I I didn't really care about that stuff when I was a kid. Like oh Canada, you're in Canada, you got to cheer Canada. I was like yeah, I like yeah. I my like family Sean. was more indoctrinating me into that early. Yeah, thing. Like, I didn't you know, care Canada's about any of the that. country in the world. <laughs> I'm like no, Sean's cool. <laughs> no, I want like, I want to be yeah, like Sean. No, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, after that I match, to it, be a sexy boy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> After that match, it you know obviously it led into they each got their own factions and those factions feuded the Hart Foundation versus DX. Um, I remember the super kick to Bret Hart when he was in that wheelchair pretending he was really hurt. Um, oh yeah, and Bret named DX basically like when they had that little promo in the back and Bret's like you're just like some some kind of degenerates or something, you know like so he kind of like it's yep. all all these epic <laughs> moments are intertwined with Bret and obviously uh, Survivor Series. 1997 was the end of that. Um, Brett's the greatest, even by accident. Even when he's trying to be a jerk to you, he could use yeah. it. Yeah. Well, if you talk <laughs> about so integrating real life and and storyline, nothing more real than Survivor Series 1997. Yeah. Um. And yeah, number one, I'm gonna go with Edge versus versus John Cena. I wow. this was like wow. wow. Wow, I just rewatched that today. That's crazy. Uh, well, like I nice. said, like in wow. earlier podcast, I was revisiting 2006, and that's when this happened. And it's one of, like, I remember me and Brad went to the movie theater to see New Year's Revolution 2006. And uh, that was when Edge cashed in the money in the bank on yeah. a bloodied and beaten Cena. Like, it was, he made, he sold it so oh, yeah. well. He looked like he'd been so through a well. war. And, that, and that Edge a, comes out. That huh? was like the really oh. weird. Like Vince McMahon announced, the yeah, because it was the first one. It was the first one. The first one. So he had to. But it announce. makes sense, though. I mean, that makes more yeah. sense than just sliding in and being like, "Yeah, start the match." You know, like he announced it, and Edge comes out with Lita or boobies out, and he's his hair's flying around. He's this rock star, and 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 Cena's dead. So you're like, can he really do it? It's Cena, and that's Edge. Yeah. Like, can he do it? He spe- I think he speared him and he kicked out a one and it's like eventually he finally got it. His music played. It yeah, was- we were like, he's gonna do it, but then he speared him and he kicked out. And we're like, because this, is, he's not this, gonna do this it? is the first time we ever saw a cash in, so we don't know. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't know it's like, like we almost didn't realize guaranteed. that he could use it in that way either. So yeah, it's was true. We didn't know it. that exactly. he could cash it in. That's we thought point. you would cash it's it so in. You'd surprising. have a match, like an actual match, yeah. like to be scheduled. Good point. Yeah. Exactly. So like that made me a Edge fan. Like just the 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 um taking advantage of the moment he's a little rat snake coming in and stealing the belt from like the ultimate baby face i was like wow this guy is badass and then the next night on raw he has a sex celebration i was like like yeah the live sex yeah celebration. And i'm like this guy's leaning into the character so much he it's 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 crazy and um just a couple other moments in that um even after that live sex celebration it was like a week later something after it got stopped and he was all upset because kurt angle stopped it uh, Kurt, Ang- well, Kurt Angle comes out. Well, I think uh, Cena interrupted this one. Um, the live sex celebration. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, and then what happened after that? Uh, it's a good way to become a heel. <laughs> yeah. After that, they went on to a couple matches on Raw. They got schmozzed out, 
and uh, one of them, Mick Foley, had to be the guest referee, and that's what led to him pivoting for a moment against that, that crazy match against Mick Foley at WrestleMania. And um, and then John Cena fought uh, Rob Van Dam at uh, ECW oh, yeah. One Night Stand or whatever. That was crazy. And uh, that's yeah. when Edge came out with the helmet and uh, speared Cena, and then that's how RVD won his first title. So that was a pretty crazy moment too. And then when Edge went to John Cena's house... And he's looking around, going through all his clothes oh, and everything. Yeah. And uh, then his dad in his own it's house, his dad, Edge slaps yeah. John Cena's dad inside of his own house. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this guy's crazy. And it, I was he, just like, he sold so it in- better than uh, Shawn exactly. Michaels. Yeah. And then um, it, I think it culminated, or at least the first. Was dead. <laughs> the first thing was uh, that I remember the TLC match, it was in Toronto. Edge was the champion. He took the spinner belt, put his rated R stamp on it, uh, yep. and they, they they made John Cena win, beat Edge in his hometown, put him through two tables with a FU off the top of the ladder. And uh, these yeah. moments just stick out. Like This this is uh, very memorable for me. Um, and uh, yep. Edge was such a badass. John Cena obviously tore through him because he's John Cena, uh, but it just created so many good moments. Yep. And it made it, Edge was a superstar ever since after that, right? The rated yeah, I was R. I say he went. He went on to fight. Uh, he had a, an, a feud with Angle after that. He had a little rivalry, and that's where the "You Suck" chant came from. Yeah, they, they're yeah. sort of chanting it, but then one of the nights, Edge comes out and I think that was before barking at him. And that was before. I think that, that was, was before it started. It. But that's yeah. when. Oh, was that all before? That was all before John was, Cena. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, that was like two thousand four like, or you, five. You interrupted this, and no, she I had think the it, shirt that was like cut down the middle. I think that was earlier. I think that was no, earlier. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm mixing it up. But, uh, yeah, that's my number one. And uh, let's move on to another, the final. Another class list. Ginger. Hi. Heat. So let's see here. One, two, three. So I had like 35 to 40 that I had written down. What? And I've been trying to 40. watch through them all. No way. I, I said, what are, the, my, what are the things that I can remember off the top of my head that I really enjoyed? And I started blasting them out. We have them all here. Bloody hell. Those matches so are a lot rivalries. of content to watch through. Rivalries. So there's... Really? Yeah, I watched, like, a lot of content. But anyway, I'm going to stick... What stays true to this, like, Waxman, you said this earlier, when real life gets involved, it's very important. Right? It, it changes the storyline. Yeah. It goes beyond everything. Even if you didn't know about that, though, those storylines are still great, but that's a huge factor for sure. But there's something about Bret Hart, Right? Something, he yeah. makes the title so important. He says, if you're, you're only the best, you can only say you're the best if you have the title. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what you say. The only person that can say they're the best is the champion. I think he always said it. Even when he didn't Crack have the, the tin, Jordan. Go for it. You don't have to be quiet about it. He didn't always have the you know, belt. If you say it enough, was, people was start that believing it. That's, that was it was that mentality that I loved, though, and it made title matches with him so important because the ultimate thing, you knew in his heart the only thing he cared about was the title. He wants to be the champion. No pun intended. That's the most important thing. And it made the title super important because Brett wants it so bad, and that's the only thing that matters. And I don't know. I think that's – so when you get both of those involved, the, the regular storyline and that, it's really special. So I just want to start off with number four. I was going to say I, – I, I got two for number four just because it's a special category here. I'm going to go with Trish and Mickey James yeah. at number four. Yeah, yeah. For me, at the time I was watching it, it was very important. 2006. <laughs> it was the most important storyline of all time. <laughs> it was it was so good. Um, I just also wanted to shout out Trish versus Lita in that same breath. And, you know, the modern day 
feud that I love the most from the women's division, obviously, is Sasha versus Charlotte. All the matches they have had, the Hell in a Cell, the Falls Count Anywhere, the Iron Man match, the first ever Iron Man women's Iron match. Iron Maiden match. The, the title. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... <laughs> So what, what's number so four? Good. Those three? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, sick. <laughs> so your number four all-time three women's matches is the uh, women's division. Cool. Yeah. No, those are just the ones. Obviously, it's it's if I have to pick one, it's Trish versus Mickey. I just yeah. want to shout out the other two because they're also uh, yeah, so yeah. incredible and so important and so memorable. But Trish versus Mickey, obviously the kissing under, uh, under the mistletoe and everything else, the incredible matches, some of the best women's matches we'd ever seen up to that point. Just fantastic. I absolutely. All right, number three, a more modern feud, if you will. Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. I knew you were going to say that. And uh, everything that it encompasses. Very Obviously, good. it's tough very good. to choose between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, other between uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Ooh. because that one was also incredibly impactful for me and was a big reason why I was so passionate about getting back into wrestling. And in both of these, you have Canadian versus Canadian, which is big. But Sammy Zayn versus Kevin Owens, how often do you get two guys from the same town, even the same area, <clears throat> feuding against one another? Yeah. Like, I don't think that happens that often. We have it, you know, there's some family tie-ins and stuff like that. You'll yeah. get with, like, Uso and Roman. But these are two guys <clears throat> from Montreal that are fighting at the time in some of the biggest storylines. Then you have... Jericho versus KO, the Festival of Friendship, and everything that's... Jericho said it many times. It's one of his favorite years he ever had in the wrestling business was touring around with KO and just being jackasses, barking at referees, interfering in each other's matches for one another. Just so fantastic. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about that a little bit. What, what, um, what makes that good for you? Is it... so? Because I, I thought about putting just Jericho in, you know, take your pick. Pick one of his adversaries. Any, anybody would be up there. There's lots, for sure. You know, there's so many. Angle and Jericho, like Shawn for, Michaels. For me, my my favorite thing about that particular feud was actually that they were able to not fight for most of it. And it's all about, it's all promo and, and promo work and, and, you know, being on the announce desk when some one of the other guys is in a match and, and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And then building up to a match. I think, KO in the ring with Goldberg and Jericho comes out and interferes in that and just like yeah, back like, and forth. There's these are, so many moments. These are great, you know, great spots in, in rivalries like that. So like, I think one of my favorite things about those two feuds is actually we didn't see them until they were in matches together rather than it just being like what we see now where it's just, oh, for example, and I, sorry to shit on it for you, but Randy and Drew is just... Mm-hmm. They're in a match every week together, and then we get to a pay per view, yeah. and it's like, well, I've already seen this seventeen times. Why? Why am I <laughs> excited for this? Whereas that particular feud, the Jericho Owens one, they were best friends before. There was a little bit of a spat at the Festival of Friendship, and then you know there was all this other stuff that you could go off, you know, rather than just them being in a match together all the time. And you did have a title involved in it. KO was still kind of like the prize fighter at the time. So Jericho having the U.S. title. So I'm going to take that from you. Something that means so much to you. Hmm. <laughs> and it's just, you don't, how often do you laugh out loud at wrestling when it's not like a mistake? Like, you know, a diesel promo or diesel. Sid Vicious, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
they made you laugh out loud often and just like barking and just doing their normal things made me laugh like that's it's so important and it just those are the types of things that get you reinvigorated into wrestling yeah you yeah, get invested invested in the you know the the it's so much more of a a main storyline thing jericho and owens that's where i want to go with that whereas like ko and sammy was nxt and it was like gritty and grimy and you have sammy winning his first title and how amazing that was and you know, us going to, you know, those of us that went to watch Sammy as El Generico fight locally in Montreal, you hear the rumbles that he's getting called up. Really? Like, no way. Then he gets called up and wins an NXT title. And then Kevin Owens is also there. But Kevin Owens comes out and becomes jealous and then power bombs him. And just like the pop-up powerbomb also. I missed the pop-up powerbomb as his finisher rather than the stunner. But that storyline, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn also absolutely fantastic. Class. Uh, so you're on number six now. <laughs> <laughs> number seven. Well, actually, one, two, three, four, five. I, this would be number six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number two, Brett versus Sean. Yeah. One of the most memorable of all time. We already talked about it a bit. All the promos leading up to it, where you knew what they were doing. Obviously, as a kid, I didn't know, but promos <laughs> of Brett looking old, working out, looking like a, he was 100 years old. He looked terrible. <laughs> And Sean is in all these promos, training with that guy, his hero, uh, for yeah. months. Yeah, what's his name? He looked like a Jose million bucks. Something. Yeah, they Lothario? just they really did Jose it. Jose Lothario or Jose something. Jose Lothario, yeah. something like that. And they just made Sean look so good. And you all the time they're talking about the boyhood dream. And there's the boyhood like, dream has come true for Sean. My <laughs> getting epic, choked out by epic. his his old man dad, choking out Bret Hart in his own basement, wearing socks like wearing tucked socks. into his sweatpants, like all these just like. Terrible, terrible things. Old to make generation, weak and old. Make make room for the HBK, baby. The only thing, right? I, and that's what they were doing. The but. only thing I really remember about that feud, because I was I was pretty young when I watched it. Yeah. But the only thing I really remember about that is uh, Sean walking about with the Canadian flag up his nose. Oh yeah, well, that was a little bit later. Yeah, <laughs> that's later. Yeah. Like, yeah, it led to that amazing moment later. <laughs> yeah, and that didn't bother me. I, I guess it probably should have. You know, thinking about at it at the time, it definitely <laughs> irked me. You know, and yeah, it's, it's but it's I, was a like, I was like, I was like nine. I don't know. Yeah, and you you had no pride for Canada whatsoever. I had pride, but like I knew it was wrestling. I guess I don't the know. Great, the great part about that feud is that continued for decade, like a decade. I remember Sean. <laughs> I just I, just, going, I told yeah. you guys I just watched it again. Sean Michaels's promo in Montreal, uh, obviously oh. after the Montreal Screwjob, mm-hmm. in oh. like 2005, and he just comes out and he goes, <laughs> "Who's your daddy, Montreal?" <laughs> and they're booing and booing and booing him, and then uh, then it, then Brett's music plays, and he finds yes. out it's all a big joke. I'm pretty sure if he had, for whatever reason, had to go through the crowd that night, someone would have killed him. Oh uh, yeah, he would have been attacked. Yeah. So it was just again, just and Montreal is. I love how Montreal yeah. is like an epic. It's still place real to Montreal for wrestling. Montreal, so it's much true. has We're happened in Montreal. Yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. Very lucky to live in such a. It's it's yeah. It's one of those cities that just there's something about it. I guess we get lucky. It's with forever it. cemented <laughs> in things. history with wrestling. Mostly negative things. Jerry the King Lawler almost but, dying. Yeah. The screw job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think Lesnar's <laughs> debut was in Montreal. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's something. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I think so. The only um, all-submission pay-per-view was in Montreal, Breaking Point. Remember that pay-per-view? No. No. no we went to it. Are you serious? Yeah, go look it up on the network, Breaking Point. I will. I'll look it up, actually. Just, yeah, the, 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 the ferocity of that feud cannot be understated, for sure. All right, and that's one that blurs, again, the lines of, 
real and fake and involved the title in multiple points in that feud. The title is everything, right? You can't leave with the yeah, title. 2-0. Right? Dropping the title at, at Mania, like Dropping Iron Man match over time. Yep. So crazy, crazy, crazy. And the number one rivalry or feud in my they, mind. Yeah. Vincent Kennedy yeah. McMahon versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, the hottest. Thank God someone said it. it. I was just no thinking about it. it. Like someone had to say that. Come on. And I mulled it over and I said, you know what? Even if these guys say it, I have to have it as my number one no matter what. Because to me, even though Brett and Sean is so personally incredible, this is the hottest time in wrestling. This is yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah. This was, yeah. you know, Vince McMahon is the greatest <laughs> heel of all time. Yeah, we were talking about that. Stone Cold, also the greatest heel, heel, but is a face of all time. And it's just, you know, Vince McMahon deserves so much credit in this feud. But Stone Cold also, the skits, the promos, everything that's led to, all the characters that got involved in this feud. It's so massive and it's so amazing. So many what moments. guys' memories of this? Again, um, I was pretty young, so same. A lot so of a lot of the memories I have of it are kind of looking retrospective. Like a, a, you know, a match yeah. ha- that happens, and I'm like, oh, why is this match happening? Oh, they're talking about this X amount of years ago, and I look. Back. And I'm sure you've seen the promos. You've yeah, seen like the I've, clips. Don't get me wrong. I've watched stuff, and I've like you know, I've watched documentaries about like the Monday Night Wars that detail everything that happened there, and I, I've seen tons of stuff, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think. This but is I, one of those feuds that <laughs> transcended wrestling. Yeah, like I, I, I yeah. can speak to any of my friends who have never watched wrestling and say Stone Cold Steve Austin, and they were like, "Yeah, the wrestler guy." So they know yeah. they know who he is. You know, they people know who Vince McMahon is. They, they know all of that stuff. So this feud was pop culture. It wasn't just it wasn't just a wrestling feud. It was pop uh, culture for a everyone long, had long an time. Austin three sixty celebrities shirt. were. Yeah. Yeah, everyone had... A, yeah. Celebrities were involved in this feud somehow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Tyson. I mean, Ty- Tyson, Tyson man, was involved, like, yeah. The baddest man on the planet. Like, you ruined it. Cold you over. ruined it, Austin. Tyson and Austin. <laughs> Tyson and Austin. <laughs> the, the the bedpan. Oh, yeah, my hospital, God. Yeah. When he clonks him with it is the greatest... I'll take it from here, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, he's so like grabbing funny. his leg and Vince is and like, like screaming. He tells that story how he's like, like testing it to way. see the best part no, of the bedpan they are the hit best. Vince with to get the best noise. <laughs> You're right. He hit him with the perfect part of the bedpan. Beating his noise. leg. Yeah. His leg's in a I'm cast, soft cast. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. I'm sure yeah, he says like things. Vince is like acting. I'm sure he says <laughs> things like, oh yeah, I was testing the bedpan to see which is the best. It gives wizzy buggery. He just absolutely walloped it off his melt. Just went, do you know what? Hell for leather. I'm just going to smash it off my boss's face. That's why Vince is so good. He never did anything half-ass, including getting people to kiss his full ass. It's the first time I've seen someone take like the the ladder like horizontally to the face without putting his hands up. Oh, yeah. He had his hands down and they just ran a ladder right into his fucking face. Yeah. And he just, like, collapsed. And we were like... <gasps> yeah, Vince, Vince was in dead. there. He did it. He, he always did. His dad never wanted him to be in the ring, apparently. Oh, really? Wow. wow. And on this note, like, that's, that's why he wanted to be on commentary and stuff like that. But Vince always wanted to be in the ring. He wanted to be performing in some capacity. And by God, did he ever live out the his best, fantasy? He's one of the best performers... Yeah. Not wrestlers specifically, yeah. but performers no. of all he, time. He could wrestle though a little bit. Yeah. Like, he could. He's serviceable. And on, He's serviceable. on that note, so one of the other rivalries that almost made my list because again it was around a time where I was into wrestling. I was pretty young. I was loving life. I was like performing wrestling moves on my mates at school. 
sent yeah. one guy to hospital. You know, it was all good. Um, <laughs> it's all good. An ambulance match. <laughs> exactly. Ambulance. Uh, true story, actually. Um, but what? yeah, one one uh, one feud that also involved Vince McMahon was Vince versus Hulk Hogan. Do you remember when? Oh yeah, they had that big feud, <laughs> and then he he bought, like he banned Hulk Hogan from being mm-hmm. in WWE, so he came back as Mister America. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. My yeah. The match. yeah. And then they had sure. a match at uh, was it WrestleMania nineteen? I think it was. And there was so much color; it was insane. But yeah, like that that mat, that feud almost made my list again. I think it's because. I was just too young to remember Stone Cold um, Vince, but this was almost like a reincarnation of that. <laughs> that was the the famous yeah, botch promo of all time, right? The Hulk Hogan one was like, "You really think? Oh my God. If you think that that I don't forget what does he say again? <laughs> oh, you I think that right. I was just the right person at the wrong time to- at the right time and the perfect guy <laughs> and the right and he just kept going on and on. Yeah. He's like, "Let me say that one more time so I'm clear." <laughs> If you think I was listen, the wrong listen, brother. right person at the right wrong gate, right time, <laughs> go back and look at it. It's a great botch. Yeah, I, I, I think we've all seen the clip, but I got to go back and watch it to refresh the old memory there. But man, we got some bust ass lists. Way to, way to go, guys! Those are some well good done, ones. Man. I was well not done. expecting a lot of the matches that you brought out. I'm so glad that you guys brought it from a modern perspective as well, because to us, like I didn't think Vince McMahon and Stone Cold would have been past your time, but it it is. So, like, that's it's crazy. So, I'm so glad that we got such a variety of matches out of Jason's homework this week. So, thank you, guys. Thank you, Jason. That was a good one. And, I mean, oh. some, some other ones we got here, like, obviously, um, The Rock versus Austin, Triple H versus Batista, Rock versus Triple H, Angle versus Benoit, Edge versus Angle, The Rock versus Angle, uh, Miz versus Daniel Bryan, Sean versus Triple H, Edge versus Mick, uh, Brett versus Perfect, Brett versus Owen, uh, Angle versus Triple H. Angle versus Austin. Mm. Um, anyway, I'm just going to leave it there. Let me throw in <laughs> the, a, uh, an NXT one real quick. Uh, Tommaso please, Ciampa please versus uh, Johnny Gargano. Oh, one yeah, of the most yeah. brutal sets of matches I've seen. I feel like they, how many matches did they have? Like 40? They or? had a, a lot. Yeah, it was <laughs> just a lot of at, so, at the end, I was just like, all right, you know, come on. But did you even watch any of them? I did. You were watching no, NXT I, at the I, time. I kept, it, I kept in tune with that uh, with those two guys. They, they were like, okay, yeah, but I, uh, they fought so much. Like you guys were saying, like so many times. They these guys did, fought. but at the peak of it, it at, was. Oh, at the peak, it was it, fantastic. Insane. Yeah. It yeah. was insane. NXT, good show. There's a lot of great feuds from NXT that we could have gone into. Yeah, Bo Dallas. Sure. Bo. <laughs> no, <there was laughs> Everything definitely wasn't one there. Um, but yeah, like some of the more modern stuff is, you know, it's too, it's too like recent to be classic, but like, yeah, Styles Cena, when they had, um, they had a couple of matches and stuff there. We had, you know, obviously Sasha Bailey matches for sure. Um, Sasha Bailey is going to be a classic, the WWE versus, uh, the octopus in the bin, um, (laughs) Uh, WWE versus the Alliance. (laughs) There they yeah, <laughs> don't know if I'd say classic. What about the, the shield. Uh, we didn't mention shield and all of their yeah. feuds as well. So, what about um, retribution? Not a lot of tag team feuds, but retribution oh, versus yeah. WWE creative. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. T bar on Twitter versus the world. Yeah, there we go. T-bar. An excellent segue into excellent our uh, into our next segment. Excellent. Which is called one good, one bad, one good, one bad. <laughs> is is that the theme for one good one bad? Because I'm down. Yeah. 
Okay. One good, one bad. One good, one bad. <laughs> All right. So, who wants to kick it off with one good, one bad of the week? All right, Jason, go for it. Me? Yeah, you were making some sort of wind noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's so many bads this week, so let me start with the good. Yeah. I just, I'm just gonna go back to yeah. it again. It's just, it's Roman Reigns and Jay Uso is so good. I think I was telling Brad that what's happening right now is one of my favorite things in so long. Like, I'm really happy with it. I'm really invested. I think it's fantastic. Every week they build on it and make me care more. Like this past SmackDown where Jay Uso finally broke and now he's like, you got it, Uso, you got it, Uso, you, you the man, you the man. That and he like so destroyed good. Daniel Bryan. And it's just like it wasn't done in a way that felt cheap. Like you actually felt like this guy's backed into a corner and he feels like he needs to just fight whoever they're telling him to fight, you know, because like it's not just Roman. It's even the elders of the family. Like everyone seems to be on Roman's side. So he's like, where do I go? My brother's injured. What do I do? All right, I'll fight and I'll take all my anger out on someone else because I can't beat Roman, you know. So he destroyed Daniel Bryan. The only only problem I had with it is you're beating Daniel Bryan. They should have made a bigger deal about it. You beat Daniel Bryan clean, like that. How is there no hype? How is there no marketing going? Does, is Daniel Bryan's like first big match back? I, isn't it? Like I he hasn't so. really been in much. But that's up to the uh, announcers. Yeah. The announcers are letting us down a lot lately. The announcers let us down big time, but also WWE marketing. Jay Uso versus Daniel Bryan should be talked about. Why are they not announcing this before so we can get excited for it? It's like I'm not I'm not that bothered about them announcing the match, but they should be announcing Daniel Bryan coming back. Yeah. So just have like okay, fine, all yeah. over social media. Watch um what's the show called? Raw Smackdown, Smackdown sorry. Watch SmackDown. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's Raw. coming back. He's gonna what? be there. He's gonna be yeah. He's going to be on the, the show, on the... T- he's uh, Daniel Bryan! They should just yes, market the hell out of that. I so mean, that he, I watch the show to uh, see Daniel Bryan, and then I see just, him get his ass kicked, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, he just felt like such an That's afterthought, big. and I'm like, maybe he'll become a big part of this somehow, but like, you just beat Daniel Bryan clean, Jay Uso. That's that's probably your biggest win of your career, right? Like Easily. Daniel other than Bryan like his tag team getting, stuff. You know. Yeah, Daniel Bryan yeah. getting beat that way is no better, Clean. no better than Tucker getting beat by Ricochet. Oh, we're putting the cart ahead oh, of the yeah, horse God. here. I got some I'm bad. Getting right? a, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself. But that's, oh. the, that's the point I'm making. You have... Yeah. You've you basically jobbed the possibly the greatest WrestleMania moment of all time. Do you know what, what? I mean? What do you mean? It's just... Do you get? You mean Jey Uso versus Daniel Bryan in, in WrestleMania? No, 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 no. I'm saying like you've got Daniel Bryan, who was the greatest moment of oh. WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. And oh, you've, yeah. you've Brazo- reduced yeah, right, him to yeah. a jobber for him willing to put. Sorry, him over, I should have explained him that. Look good. In the first bit of the match, he was beating him up. It looked pretty stiff, and then he <clears> eased up, and we saw the result. Yeah. Right with Roman watching as well. Oh, he didn't interfere. I don't think it caused anything, but him watching added to the. You know match what it reminded me of, like Mortal Kombat, when you saw like uh, on some stages, like the boss was back watching you fight, just standing there, yeah. intimidating. That's a good point. And he like doesn't have to do anything. No, he just. I love Roman Reigns right now. I love him. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Roman Reigns right now. I think he's absolutely yeah amazing. And um, Jay Uso is killing it, like with the acting, with everything. Like he's absolutely killing it. Um, I can't 
believe I'm Phenomenal marking out right this now. hard on anything modern, but I am. So Amazing. yeah, let's go. That's a real good good. Even though they jobbed out Brian, but we'll see where it goes from here. Maybe he'll get some heat back. Um, <laughs> yeah. So bad. Um, so much to Everything choose from. Else. Let's go with. Since you already mentioned it, Tucker, uh, <laughs> going from turning his back on his uh, tag team partner and seemingly a big moment to not having an entrance and having jobber clothes and losing to Ricochet, which I can't even tell you the last time Ricochet won a match, maybe like his debut match. Yeah, maybe, I didn't yeah, even maybe not this year. <laughs> NXT, then, uh, like yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing this year. And then like, which is also a shame to be to be. I clear. think yeah, it, is, you know, it is. It really is. It, it Ricochet is incredible, and when he came in, I was hoping for big things, and they just they destroyed him. Now he just looks like a broken human. Like he doesn't, you, you, no one res- like I don't respect him in the ring anymore. Like how you beat like I don't know, I don't even know what's stuff. Anyways, like another bad to piggyback off this bad after the match was over. Retribution to make them look strong. You're gonna have them come out and beat up two losers. So finally, they beat up someone, but you, they picked the biggest losers on the roster to like. Show some dominance. Yeah. What, like, was the, what, you, what was the point silly. of that section, though? So, it, is it know. to make Ricochet look good in that match? Because I thought I, they were going to recruit think, him, or was it? Was, was the whole point of the segment so that Retribution could finally it was beat somebody so up? Retribution, but no, nobody looks good coming out of that. Tucker doesn't. No. Ricochet doesn't. No, and everyone and looks don't bad. Either, yeah, everybody. They just bad. look like they've beaten up. My gran and lose, our does lose. Yeah, no, it's a like, triple lose. <laughs> and, and what's um, the opposite of King Midas? Everything retribution touches turns to shit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> that. yeah. Oh, um, just two quick things. Actually, no, I'll mention it later if no one does. I'll, in case you guys mention it, but yeah, don't don't steal people's things. No, no, Let's I go. won't. I won't. But um, one more thing on Tucker. Yeah. I, I it feels like just a, a a a hunch that I have. They're setting him up to realize. Oh. I needed Otis more than I thought I did, and he's going to look super weak until he reunites. <laughs> I think he'll just disappear just, from the company. <laughs> I think, yeah, more likely he'll disappear. Yeah, I'm giving them too much working. credit in the storytelling. Yeah. Oh, he had uh, jobber pants on and, like, no theme, no yeah, entrance. Uh, like, what are you so doing? Ugh. Anyway. Especially and, uh, when, yeah. like, they don't mention anything. Like, if I'm right in saying this, obviously the pay-per-view where... They had a uh, Otis and Tucker had a feud was a week in Sunday or what a week last Sunday or whatever, and uh, they don't mention it on SmackDown at all or Raw. Nothing's mentioned about Otis and Tucker, right? Yeah, it's true. I think yeah. they want us to forget, like just just so get the briefcase off them and forget what how <laughs> these two guys that have been a tag team all the way through NXT and the main roster <laughs> have finally turned on each other. And oh. they don't mention it at all on either two shows. No. Cool. That Not enough time. Sense. Only three hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, one quick bad, uh, Lana sucks, uh, and I'm tired of seeing her go through yep. a table. It's finally no more fun. It's just so ridiculous that she still goes out there anymore. and people let... Like, when Nia Jackson and Lana are out there together, someone should guard the table. or You know, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. Apparently, it's supposed to get Lana over. We're supposed to start feeling bad for her. I just want her to go over to somewhere, other company. Some, you know, like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, that I'm, you I'm, are. All right. Who's up? 
Go for it, Wax. Okay. Well, as uh, I agree with Jason, there was too much bad in WWE last week, so I'm going to focus on NXT that had their Halloween Havoc event oh, on nice. October 28th. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> that's the one bad. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> a little weird, but sure, it was fine. Um, they, they, they put on a good show. Uh, probably mm-hmm. the bright spot of my wrestling menu this week. And I'll start with my one. I have one and a half good. One, okay. one, one and a quarter good, really. Oh, nice. Okay. So I'll start with my, my one full good, which was the main event match of Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae in a tables, ladders, and scares match. <laughs> uh, just the quality of the match was top. Uh, Io Shirai, when I first started watching uh, NXT really closely, everyone's like, she's one of the best women's competitors around right now. I didn't see it right away. I'm going to be honest. I didn't see it right away. Now I see it. She is insanely good in the ring. Um, I agree with Lewis that last time these two fought, she looked a bit too overpowered. But this time, mm-hmm. there were just some brutal, brutal spots. Uh, it was just a really, really solid match put on. I, I believed the result. I believed the, the quote-unquote story they told in the ring. Uh, Candice looked legitimately beaten up afterwards. I hope that's just, uh, you know, her uh, her working, yeah. uh, maybe Ray Ripley gets in there in the future as well. Yeah, she so. she didn't look beaten up. She looked dead. Like, yeah, that's it. She there's the, there's a shot right at the end of the match with Io Shirai at the top of the ladder, and the camera is like down by the the corpse of uh, yeah. Candice Lerae lying on the broken ladder. And I remember I just looked at it and thought, wait, what? She's actually dead. Like, <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll do what Jordan does with his AEW matches, gentlemen. If you have not seen this match, go watch it. Go watch it. I was trying it's, to find it really, live that really night, good. and I was looking on the network, and I didn't see it there. It was weird. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I don't think it's there live, but it should be there. Now. I think it's yeah, because I'm, oh, it's, that's good. it's watch not a. It wasn't a pay per view. It it was just yeah, the normal. It's, show. it's just normal it's not a, NXT, but they it called it a, Halloween had Havoc. A theme to it. Um. So okay, I'll, I'll cheat, and I have two two semi goods, just two two little sure. good things Go that I him. liked. One, Maybe seeing goes. Peter Dunn return uh, to join Pat McAfee's little tandem with tandem with uh, Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch was cool. He had been gone for a while, um, so it's nice to see him back. And Dexter Loomis and I Cameron Grimes had the uh, House of Terrors match, and at one point Dexter throws a, a person in zombie makeup at Cameron. Yeah. And Wade Barrett just comes in. Zombies are legal in this match. <laughs> <laughs> just completely deadpan as Wade so Barrett good. would. Because I, I love that. Because I don't think he was intentionally doing it. But, you know, every Hell in a Cell match or any match that is hardcore. You have Michael Cole going, this is all legal. This is legal. And I don't know, I thought that was kind of funny of Wade to, to just shout. Yeah, zombies are legal in this match. He's allowed to do that. Uh, it was a semi-scripted, semi-pre-recorded, but it ended in the ring with actual live action. It was a, it was a fine match. I actually like both of those characters a yeah. lot. So, um, semi, just a fun little thing. I, I got a laugh out of it. Nice, so nice. So that was good. My one bad is also going to be on NXT, and it saddens me because I grew up as a huge fan of guys like Rey Mysterio and Matt Hardy and. Ultimo Dragon, uh, Akio, uh, Hurricane, like all these little guys, right? Because I am also a little guy. 
a diminutive man. So the cruiserweight division was a big thing for me growing up, seeing these guys flying around and doing crazy flips and moves. The cruiserweight division in NXT needs some love. And it didn't get any love at Halloween Havoc. And the problem is they have, in my opinion, one of the best talents in that division as their champion right now in Santos Escobar and the Legado del Fantasma. They booked a last-minute match. No Halloween gimmick to it whatsoever against uh, Jake Atlas. It was over in about five minutes. It was essentially a squash match. It doesn't do anything for Santos Escobar. It doesn't do anything for Jake. It doesn't do anything for the cruiserweight division. I don't know if they just need another match to be added onto the card. There were only four, with one of them being the Grimes and uh, Loomis match. They just could have done it so much better, made it a lot more interesting. I'm happy it wasn't Isaiah Scott again, because that's been kind of played out. But the cruiserweight division needs a little jolt of something. It's typically one of the more innovative divisions in wrestling, and it's just lagging behind right now. So that's my one bad uh, of the week. Is that 205 Live, the NXT cruiserweight? it it stems from it. Because they have 205 (laughs) Live after NXT now, I think. Yeah, I believe so. I, yeah, I watched. I actually watched Two Hundred Five Live. But what happened? Really, I didn't to, watch it. What happened to all the guys that were on Two Hundred Five Live? Like Jack well, Gallagher and and uh, the Brian. Ki- no, the Brian Kendrick name? just wrestled Kendrick. with Mansoor yeah. tag team. <laughs> right. So are these like well, a all these guys in... that were on Two Hundred Five Live? Seem. I, I mean, I don't watch any Two Hundred Five Live, but. These guys just seem to have disappeared, and I've got this random. Maybe well, they're on Spanish. the show. Watch live. that more because, like Cedric Alexander's in WWE now. Um, a couple other guys got picked <laughs> up as well, um, but I don't uh, know. I just—it's it, not the same for me to to a fight like having it on a different show. If they're gonna bring it onto NXT and have it bleed into NXT, make it interesting. That, yeah. That, yeah, that's my argument. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Lovely. Well done. All right. Um, I will go very quickly. Yeah, I'll go quickly. Um, I'm pretty much exactly the same as Jason. Um, The only good thing that came out of WWE for me this week was Roman and uh, and Jay. I can't say enough how much I'm beginning to really... Well, I'm not beginning anymore. I've Mm -hmm. passed beginning. I am enjoying... Uh, what's going on with this? It's it's class. Like it's not what I expected it to be, and I think that's why I'm enjoying it. I feel like the entire creative team are putting all their effort into this one feud, and that's why the rest of everything else is suffering. Um, <laughs> we've got, I mean, we've got Survivor Series that I just don't care about because one, nobody has been on the brand long enough for them to have loyalty to the brand. There's no feud because it's only two or three weeks or whatever. I just don't care. I, I'm I'm seeing Lana go through tables every week. I don't care about that. Um, I'm seeing. Oh, do you know what sucks? Actually, this. Do you know this is going to be my bad. This is going to be my bad. Lars Sullivan in some kind of <laughs> weird, like, woe is me promo. That's basically the the JR Mankind um, interview thing. That, do you remember I mean, that? like Corey inter- Graves was interviewing Lars Sullivan this week? Is that what you mean? 
Yeah. Oh, so that was so mem- stupid. Why do, would they do, do remember, that? Do you remember mm. way back when in the Attitude Era, JR did an interview with Mankind, and that's what really shot Mankind off, was you were seeing this, like, twisted, ver- you know. I feel like that's what they were trying to do with this. Give us sympathy for this character, Way too but I just soon. don't care. I don't and care. And they said it a million him. times. They keep saying it over and over again. Oh, he's a freak. He's a freak. The freak yeah, I know he's a freak. The freak. The freak. Get rid of him then. If he's a freak, I don't care. <laughs> also, about they're going to keep. If they're going to keep hammering on it, why just go full in? Make him like this completely unrepentant, yeah. uh, you know, monster. Well, that's what why they were doing. Like, make him a freak. He's sort but of no, nice, but he's big, and now he's. They went in. They went in the other direction. He's like. So I, when I was a kid, I was bullied by the the Hanson brothers. I don't care. I really could not care less. I'm, I, you know, you suck as a character. Like, I, it's cool, it, it was like, it was too soon to I mean, do it. I'm just not involved in it at all. Yeah. I'm not involved in it at all. So yeah, there's there's my one bad. There's my one bad. Um, because there wasn't a huge amount from uh, the WWE that was good. I will of course leap to the realm of AEW for my good. Um, this is tough because I actually quite enjoyed everything from AEW. I don't know if you guys watched any of it or I saw any of the week. highlights. Um, Live. One of the, oh, nice. One of the best parts of AEW is, of course, again, Jericho and MJF in their, their town hall meeting. Um, you had some great characters in there like... Um, Luchasaurus came out and asked some yes. questions. You had that was, that Bischoff, <laughs> uh, Bischoff coming in as well uh, for some question. But mm. just the the dynamic between them two is sick. And now it's obviously leading up to um, what's it called? Full Gear, their pay per view coming up uh, with MJF versus Jericho. It's a weird kind of if MJF beats Jericho, they'll then be a tag together essentially. <laughs> It's it's a weird dynamic, but it's really exciting. Um, so yeah, that was class. But I think if I was to pick something, probably the main event, and it was supposed to be uh, Ray Phoenix, um, who, for those of you who don't know, is, is kind of like this lucha um, lucha wrestler, kind of small guy, versus Kenny Omega. Uh, unfortunately, he's injured, so his brother in real life and in, mm-hmm. in the show. <laughs> Penta El Zero M was in a match with Kenny Omega and it was class. I think the reason I liked this so much is I've not seen a lot of Kenny in a singles um mm. kind of singles matches and stuff. Yeah, it's only... what made me watch this match because when I heard it wasn't him and I was like, who's this jobber brother he's fighting? Obviously he's it, not a jobber, exactly. but I'm, I don't yeah. know him. But I was like, oh, but it's Kenny Omega. So I, I've never really seen much of him well i mean i've heard all about kenny omega i know who he is but i've just never really watched him highlights and yeah exactly so the only stuff i've seen of him is really when he was um tagging with um adam page in AEW. so obviously i was quite excited to see this match and see what happened and it starts with a kind of slug slap to the to the chest a couple of bouts of that and that's Mm -hmm. always funny and then there's you know you've got this guy who's throwing himself around the ring because he's he's from a lucha background and then you've got Kenny Omega who's pulling stuff out of the bag that you're like, ah, oh, this is stuff that only Crazy. somebody who's 20 years in the business could do. Mm. Just a really, really well-performed match. There was story that went from start to finish. Everything kind of flowed. Somebody injured a body part, they would work on that body part. Yeah. You know, it just a really good wrestling match. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that's my one good of the week is that particular match. So class. Good choice. Nice. I'll go through mine real quick here. One good, one bad. The bad one I'll go with is everything to do with the women's division and the women's Survivor Series teams that they're putting together. You know, Lana going through the table again. Uh, Nia and Shayna, why are they in these matches? Like, why are they fighting Mandy and Dana? And why, why did Lana, Lana come out? Why is Lana there? Why is she watching? Yeah. Like, it's so stupid. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's just frustrating. And then you have, on the other side, it was um, Billy Kay and Natalia on the other show, I think, it fought was... them. No, Billy Kay and Natalia versus... Um, it was a triple threat, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was it was a triple, triple threat. threat. Billy Kay, Natalia, and... Uh... Bianca Belair. Bianca yeah, Belair. Yes, that's the name of the she killed it. She's though. fantastic. She destroyed yeah, them. She's great. But like they just go in the back, they bark at Adam Pierce, and he's like, Oh, I don't want to deal with this. Go fight and we'll pick someone. It's just like, I don't know. It doesn't get the same respect that the other side is getting with like the I don't know, it feels bigger and it shouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like this is much more thrown together and I'd rather give me some storyline, give me some stuff. Like yeah. I don't know, it's just a mess, so I don't like it. Uh the good. Oh boy. What was I gonna say? Um oh yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot. There's, <laughs> Obviously there's the not. Jay Uso, Daniel Bryan was fantastic but Sami Zayn I enjoy what Sami Zayn is doing right now Sami Zayn cut a promo on Bobby Lashley and talking about how the IC title is more important than the US title and that's why he's a better champion and that the IC title is much more important he represents the world and he only represents the US and you know it's just creating like a nice little storyline and Bobby Lashley is obviously like look at him do you think he is going to beat me it will not happen <laughs> <laughs> and it's just but we, I, we as wrestling happen. fans know like Mel, maybe there's a chance he could weasel his way into a victory like I don't know. I just I like what he's doing there. I think that's great. Um, yeah, I'll stick with that as my one good, one bad. Nice. Nice. Good picks. Um, Succinct. Aye. Shout out to the New Day. I don't know if you saw the New Day promo versus the Hurt Business. No. Oh, yes. You were looking for a response. I thought you were going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I thought you were going to uh, talk no, no. about it. <laughs> they, well, yes, they were gonna, I did see they, it. Uh, yeah. I thought it was... It was fantastic. There was reality bit built into it, real emotion, real. Like, it was just the back and forth was great. New New Day is amazing, and MVP is great on the mic. It was just a great, yeah. refreshing, realistic back and forth promo. Yeah, for sure. And then a good um, tag team match, and the Hurt Business looked strong. They beat a good team, and they got they got more guys doing more things. It's good. Good for business. It's good. What, what is the WWE's asphyxiation with removing guys' first names? Oh, my yeah. God. I no. don't know. Uh, we, we saw the latest victim is now uh, the artist formerly known as Riddle, <laughs> which is, is incredible. Riddle. By God, it's the Riddle. Right? Back Murphy. Riddle. Ali. Who's next? Alistair Black? Styles. Just Black? No, can't do that one. It could just be Alistair, maybe. There's Black oh, yeah, versus Styles. Work better. <laughs> Oh, and one more thing for Brad, because he was talking about things being thrown together and he doesn't like it. What about Braun Strowman trying to get into the Survivor Series match? And um, it's uh, AJ and Sheamus are out mm. there and Keith Lee. And it was good banter between them. But then they're just like, AJ's like, what if we uh, have a triple threat match? And then uh, if Braun wins that, then he's in. And Adam Pierce is like, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Go ahead. Start the match. And it's like it's too bad because I like... I like AJ Styles' stuff. Sorry, go. No, 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 on you, on you, on you. I like AJ Styles being this captain, it's you know, great. quote unquote, and making it important. He is fantastic. Should make the match, though. Yes, I know, I get that. And that's why that's the worst part of this. But AJ on commentary was really good. And Sheamus' bro kick at the end was hilarious. When he booted him in the face, 
That yeah, was yeah. fucking funny. Yeah. Sheamus is, is really good right now. Yeah. I'm loving Always. everything, Sheamus. It's a shame Solid. it comes at the expense of Keith Lee losing, mm. but not losing. Exactly. Losing Another again. Keith Lee disastrous moment. I mean, just what they're doing with him is horrible, and I don't agree with it at all. But just I make, do like what AJ Styles is doing. I like what Sheamus is doing. And yeah. yeah. Elevate just, Adam Pierce. Make him have more power. Make him yes, control things. Show. Have stuff prepared before the show starts, mm. you know? Who is yeah, this guy? Why yeah. Why is Adam Pierce I, I don't mind now him. the most important, important guy in the world? But then tell I, us why. Yeah, don't. How can he make matches? Who are you? I'm going to look All him up. All you need is a simple Vince promo yes. with Adam Pierce saying, I don't know what to do. These guys are running rampant. He's like, Well, you're in charge now. It could yeah, even be Shane like or that. Stephanie. It, it could be H. Anyone. Any, anyone who's a real H. authority figure. <laughs> Did H. you take away his first name? H. <laughs> He's just H now. I took away the other two. <laughs> <laughs> One H. Hey, H. H. Vince, Stephanie, and McMahon, who was Shane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just, yeah, if one of them says, Adam Pierce, you're calling the shots now because I don't want to deal with this shit and I'll, leave. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Adam Pierce, like, Adam Pierce for GM of SmackDown or something. Just give me something. Yeah. Give me Fine. something. All you need. And have it because prepared before the show starts. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to do a Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, it's just there's no stakes. There's no stakes. Yeah. What do you guys feel about uh, Aaliyah and Murphy's little makeout session? Oh, all yeah. <laughs> they, fi- oh, no. they finally kissed. That was the first time, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uncomfortable. You know, <laughs> people will say, oh, well, it's, it's legal. And if that's your defense for anything, that's it's not a good sign. Uh, just if you know the age difference. I mean, but it's not like Murphy's an old looking guy, right? He looks, mm. you know. He, he, Do we know his age? Because I know they harped he's on her age. Thirty-one no, or thirty-two. No, but I mean like storyline-wise, because like oh, story. I don't think it's mentioned or anything. Okay, like that. because another guy that's only hers. one name now. He is now only yeah, Murphy. Yeah, Murphy. That's true. No more buddy. Just he's Murphy. From, also a guy who was from Two Hundred Five Live. Was he on Two Hundred Five? Oh, man. yeah. He yeah. was with um Alexa he was Bliss. The, he was married to her. Yeah. Uh, not married, but he was uh, going engaged. Out with I think. With her. Yeah. Wow. But uh, anyway, it it was. Yeah, it's still enough of an age difference to be a little weird. (laughs) It is weird, for Uh, sure. I don't think they needed to go that way if they wanted to push this storyline that way. I don't think they needed to do that. It's also the reality era, and, you know, she's got pictures with her boyfriend on social media. They haven't mentioned that yet. I mean, they expect us to follow certain WWE characters, but not others. I don't know. It's just like one of those things that blurs the line between kayfabe, like... If she has a boyfriend on social media and they're making out, what is she doing making out with Buddy Murphy? And why is no one commenting on this? Like, I know it's he's not part of WWE yeah, canon. I mean, they do that all the time. But it's the reality. Like Lana and Bobby Lashley. Or Kurt Angle's son. Kurt Angle. Yeah. What was his face? <laughs> yeah. Jason Jordan. Is he done? Is he finished? <laughs> yeah, he's, he had to retire. Really? Are you serious? Sad. Damn. Yeah, I think he had the Tyson Kidd level. Not not quite on Tyson Kidd's but level, but he had a neck, neck injury. Oh, yeah. man. He's a great wrestler. Oh yeah, what, do you, uh, what about Carmella? She's back and now she's willing oh, to do whatever it God. takes to get. Like, I just picture her and Vince okay. promo coming up soon. <laughs> mm, I watched. I watched that <laughs> little. We're gonna get another Vince McMahon gif. That's what I thought was happening. Man. You know, just like I guess uh, <laughs> we also can't not mention uh, Randy and the Fiend. Yep. Uh, yeah, we can. Fiend, we can Drew and that. the Fiend. Randy Drew That's Fiend true. trio of Randy Drew Fiend. Heaven. With, like, Miz and Morrison coming in there, too. I, I like that Drew the Miz has been in. inserted because it 
keeps it a little fresher you know Miz is in the background they added elements to it right because we we're getting yeah. tired of just randy and drew so it's there's elements if, there's so elements. now it's a mess if, if they're one person <laughs> they're gonna let the Miz successfully cash in on it's gonna be the fiend right after he beats Orton. <laughs> another like one no. week one yes. minute long run yes. <laughs> the only guy who can hold the title worse <clears throat> than sasha banks <laughs> Miz cashed in though the announcer no, the announcer officially got to the end of the sentence and said the bell's the gotta Miz, ring I don't care bell's gotta ring. He it's always a different bell. rule the bell's gotta ring a yeah, second's gotta go by uh, they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll come up with something they'll come up with something he said the Miz is cashing in his money in the bank contract and then uh, nothing happened yeah, but did he that's I, so I stupid remember. did he grab the briefcase at the end and like run the, back the briefcase was in it, the guy was opening it. He was looking inside. He found Otis's old sandwich. Like, <laughs> why do you leave it? Yeah, in? yeah, good nah, point. They, 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 they'll finagle their way out of that one. Yeah, I, I know. I know it's not being cashed in, but I just it kind of annoyed yeah, me that they let it go so far before there was the obvious. Oh wait, he's not cashing in just now. I guess it's the bell. If you want to have some semblance of sanity watching this stuff it's uh the bell yeah. has to go off so can't the commentator yeah. say the bell didn't huh? ring that's why it doesn't count yet no but miz said that so miz made up for the commentator like, oh great in the back <laughs> he's like well the bell didn't go I was like, oh, okay hardy uh, versus elias guitar on a pole match any comments garbage no nope <laughs> rubbish no drew gulak oh that was funny i love Lashley destroyed no. both of them but actually threw him on him. Like yeah, that was cool. I I, I I popped at that uh, little pop. No. You only popped because you know it would piss off Jordan that Drew Gulak won. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It was. It was more like Lashley. I thought Lashley looked asshole. really good. Like he was an asshole. He was a beast. Oh, like, yeah. He's a beast, man. You he gotta just, make him a beast. He made all of Retribution tap out simultaneously. I'm sure exactly. He's, uh, yeah, he's, still he's just got good. the worst spear ever. But I thought he was gonna put uh, Archie in the back. Spear. I yeah, thought he was going to flip our forward roll that he does with his arm out. So he kind of touches somebody at the side and does a forward roll. Like, it's just if he actually hits anybody, they're dead. It's the only way he can make it look. Well, just do it then. Just kill someone. <laughs> yeah, do it. There's got to be a better way to do it. There's also rumors about Taker at Survivor Series with all these promos and stuff uh, yeah. flowing around. So we might get Ugh. an Undertaker Taker versus entrance. Goldberg part two. <laughs> We're going to lose I a match for his entrance, but it'll be worth it. I think... I hope he stays retired. If he shows up, I want it to be in just a... Like, like when John Cena was begging for that match at WrestleMania, he comes up and just beats him in like 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Barely add it to the record. I think but that was stupid. I didn't like that at all. It was, but everyone was always clamoring for a Cena versus Taker. Yeah, so I want to just... That was like the last wrote... big guy he never faced at... Uh... <laughs> you want that match? Here's some piece of crap five-minute Here, some... throw-together thing. <laughs> here's your dream match. Go play it on yeah. WWE 2K in the broken game where you jump off the top rope. Die outside and the table still breaks. No big deal. <laughs> Pay eighty yeah. bucks. Give me. <laughs> um, I guess yeah, that's no, it. Is, I also that wanted to say it. their WWE won an award for their virtual fan experience in the Thunderdome, the company that like organizes their company over top, whatever. And if you go check it out, there's kind of like a little behind the scenes video on how they do it, and it shows like how they choose which fan goes where. They can slide people in and out based on their reactions oh, wow. and stuff. So it's a little cool thing there. And it also showed, like, on the computer, there was a list of, like, uh, band images. So there's a bunch of faces and, and different things that you could tell is there for the people to be like, okay, if anyone does that, they're instantly gone. Right. You know, the flag of China. Wow. <laughs> really? Um, Benoit. 
uh, Vicky Guerrero, even anyone that's like a legend that's now in AEW seems to be on that list. Anything AEW related logos of any kind, obviously. Really? Wow. And I mean, it makes sense. A lot of them make sense. And a few of them, if you go look, are just like, huh? But most of them are like, yeah, that, that makes sense. You can't. That's I can funny. see why. <laughs> but anyway, it's just a cool little behind the scenes look at the technology behind it. I thought it was pretty cool. You can go and check it out. All right. Was there anything else from you jobbers? No. I think not looking covered. forward to Survivor Series. I'll just say it at that. Jason, do you have a, a homework no of the hopes. week? Yeah, so um, we'll do our prediction and next week or the week after. I think it's on the twenty second Survivor Series. Yeah, we got a couple weeks before that stuff. So we got a couple weeks for them to build yeah. these beautiful storylines. Yeah. But we do obviously have AEW full gear on Saturday. Ooh, I'll be watching. Um, so that's something put that in we my can, agenda. We can perhaps discuss next week. Um, yeah. Oh, I finally matches, watched the so. uh, dinner debonair. Oh yeah, yes. what'd you think? Um, honestly, when it when it started, I was like, I was apprehensive, and it was, I had to ease into it. But they they started getting going. The song was catchy. The performance was good, and I I was fully into it by the end. And my favorite <laughs> uh, part of it. Is when it's all done and the and the um the waitress brings the steak over to to uh, Jericho and Jericho's got this <laughs> nice little grin. He's just staring at MJF, right? And the, the steak goes down in front of him, and he slowly looks down, and just little like sat like angry face comes over his his yeah. face, and just the it's, subtleness of it was just perfect. It's class. When looking looking at Botox that steak, face. it was just so good. That little transition from that dumb smirk so looks good. down, frowns. It was the yeah. best. The man might yeah, be an actor, close. ladies and gentlemen. You might know what he's it, doing. Subtle. It's all about the subtleties. <laughs> yes. Very good, though. Dinner debonair. Definitely worth checking out if you have not. And I just want to say to everyone, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Four Jobbers podcast. No one took me up on it last week. If you have listened to this point, let me know and you will win a prize. The password is Lummox. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening everyone this has been the four jobbers podcast we can be reached hello at the four jobbers.com or at the four jobbers on all of social media on behalf of all of these wonderful jobbers thank you so much for listening and remember lovely and remember lovely <laughs> remember me stopping <laughs>